The Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Not born of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and lived among us. And we have seen his glory the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, grace and peace to you all on this sunny Sunday in January. So happy new year and happy new decade. 2020 is here. It's like the 2000s have all grown up. And now they're out of their teen years and hopefully headed to a more stable adulthood. We'll see. I've noticed that New Year's always brings a sense of something along with it. Sometimes it's a sense of hope that things could be better. And sometimes it's a sense of obligation that things have to get better and you have to make them that way. Sometimes New Year's brings a sense of indifference that another year has passed and things kind of stayed the same. And sometimes there's a sense of dread at what may be coming next. But no matter what comes with it, with the new year, there is a chance to simultaneously look backward and to look forward. To look backward at what has happened over the last 12 months and to look forward at what we hope will happen in the next 12 months. So hold on to this idea of looking backwards and looking forwards at the same time, because I think it can help us understand what we heard from John's gospel today. We're primed and ready for it. These last few weeks, we've gotten some of the real like meat and potato kind of Jesus stories. All of our gospel readings this last month have taken place in specific time periods like when Herod was king or when Quirinius was governor of Syria. They've all taken place in specific geographic locations, 
like in Bethlehem or in Galilee. And they've all had very specific characters like Mary and Joseph. All of our gospel readings the last couple weeks have had elements that we could touch or taste or smell or see or hear. They've been stories that we've been able to act out with toys or with nativity sets, with plays and pageants and games. And yet today, today's reading doesn't have a set script. There aren't easy characters to place. There's no toy sets or scenes to set up. And yet, and yet today's reading is just as much a nativity story as when the angels came to the shepherds and the wise men presented their gifts. Today's reading takes us back to the very beginning. And not the beginning with Mary hearing that she's pregnant, but in the very, very beginning. Think of it kind of like those Sunday school lessons that we know about in the beginning, God created the world. That's the beginning that we're going to. We hear John say that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So we hear and read these beautiful words of John, and hopefully, hopefully they capture it. This holy beginning that Jesus was present at. These first few verses that we read today are, are often called like the prologue of John. And when you read a book, the prologue is supposed to set the scene for the greater story. It's supposed to reveal kind of the theme and then the story gives you the show and tell of the theme. And prologues are good because they ask us to look backwards and to look forwards at the same time. Kind of like New Year's does, looking backwards and looking forwards at the same time. And so we can walk into John today and look back at the beginning. We find that John describes Jesus as the word of God. And normally... When we hear the word of God, we think of the Bible as the word of God. But we find that John says Jesus is the word of God. So what is God saying in Jesus? In Jesus, God is saying things like light and life and grace and truth. If you go home and read all of John this afternoon, things like light and life and grace and truth are what you should be on the lookout for. That Jesus is the light and the life and the grace and the truth. John tells us about John the Baptist who came to testify to the light. And when we testify, all we do is simply tell a story to talk about what really happened or what is really happening. And so John came to tell what was really happening, who Jesus really was, this word of God that has come into the world. We hear Jesus is the word of God who came into the world, came to his own people, and was not accepted. And we know that. We know how the story ends with a crucifixion, and that is the true rejection. John tells us that the word became flesh, put on a human body, and dwelled among us. That God became human and lived with us as other humans. And in this God who has become human, We've seen glory, glory that is full of grace and truth. And from this incredible fullness, we, ordinary humans, are given grace upon grace. From this fullness of glory, we, ordinary humans, can be remade into children of God. John reminds us that up until now, 
No one has ever seen God. It is Jesus, the word of God, who has made God known. So when we wonder what God is like, we look to Jesus. And when we wonder who God is or how God works in the world, we look to Jesus. And when we wonder what God says or what God sounds like, we look to Jesus, that word of God made human. And you know, this really is a great passage of scripture. And to read it over and over again, really slowly, it can kind of help make it stick. We can see that Jesus was there before, at the very beginning of time. Jesus was not an afterthought of God or like a secret backup plan that God pulled out of his back pocket. But Jesus is the one who was always to come to show us what the love of God was like in person. It's a poetic piece of scripture, and it's beautiful. And it's also out of reach and a little esoteric. It's hard to hold in our hands and grasp. It's hard to teach as a Sunday school lesson. And it's hard to explain to someone else. It's not one of the typical Jesus stories we think of. And yet, and yet we do need to hear it. And we do need to wrestle with it. Especially now. Especially everything that has happened in our world and in our country this week. Ten days ago, we were singing Christmas songs about peace on earth. And this week, more than 3,000 troops are headed to the Middle East. So what's happened? What's happened? And more importantly, what does Jesus, the word of God, have to say about all of it? I keep coming back to this phrase, grace upon grace. That in Jesus, from his fullness, we, all of us, have received grace upon grace. And I imagine God or Jesus like a really generous and holy lunch lady and that we're the hungry kids making our way down the line with our tray. And we get to God, the lunch lady, and are handed a heaping, loaded, giant plate of grace. And as we pick up our tray to walk away, God, the lunch lady, calls our name and says, wait, come back. And we turn around with our tray and get one more extra large spoonful of grace dropped right onto our plate. Grace upon grace upon grace. And so what could we do with grace like that? How could we live with grace like that? We would probably be able to forgive more, especially the people we think we would never be able to forgive. We would probably be able to work for peace more often, especially in places and in relationships where peace seems impossible. We would probably be more accepting of people who are different than us. And we would probably even find ways to love them and treat them well. We would probably let go of the things that we don't need anymore, even if we think we really do have to keep them. With grace upon grace upon grace, we would be able to love with our whole hearts because Jesus has already shown us that we are deeply loved by God's whole heart. And so that's the good news that I find here, that Jesus has come and revealed for all of us the very heart of God, that Jesus has come and given us all grace upon grace upon grace, that Jesus has come and remade us into children 
of God. That Jesus has come to give us light and life. The kind of light that shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not overcome it. Amen.